Hey there, Aaron here. Uh, listen, on the next podcast, you're going to hear me call this the Partner Syndicate. And between the time that I started recording these and woke up the next week, I decided to rebrand. And now I'm calling this Behind the SaaS because I'm interested in lots of things that have to do with SaaS. If you will, forgive me that small oversight and branding while I figure out how to pull down and edit the original recording and enjoy the podcast from here. Welcome to the Partner Syndicate. Now, in this episode, we're going to be talking to the new hires. We've talked about what it means to do the hire, refining the scope, but this is for the new hires or maybe those existing hires who are just kind of worn out. You don't know what's next and you're overwhelmed with your projects and you kind of just need a reset. This one's for you. We're going to talk about things that you can do to get started in your new role. Now, I think these are good for existing people because maybe... Maybe it's just things you can stop and spend some time on to help you recenter, refocus, and reprioritize where you need to go as the org has grown and your role has shifted and needs have changed. So I'm going to share with you a few ideas. Uh, and again, these are coming from a LinkedIn post I did. Um, and then I'll try to get in a couple of good con- context uh, from comments uh, within the chat as well. So the first thing I want to talk about is when you get into a new org, and I think actually these are good ideas once again, they're pretty generic when you think about it. Things that anybody can do in any role, uh, especially if you have an operational lead or an operational function. I just know that they happen to make a big difference in partnerships because these are things that often aren't done when you get there. So one of the things that you can do is start by mapping all the partnership processes. Anytime you talk to someone and they talk about anything that sounds like a process or a rhythm, ask them questions and write it down. Document it be annoying about it and get the details of how they do it step to step. Inbound referrals. Great. What's that look like? Oh, well, we get the email from the partner and then I let direct know. Okay. Well, how do you, how do you let direct know? What's your process? How do you find out the right person? Are you sending that to an email inbox? Well, okay. I I have to go into Salesforce and I look at the territory. Okay, good. Most people are living in these processes and they just don't realize that it's a process, that it maybe there's opportunity to improve it. And you need to be as aware of any and all partnership processes you can. Another one is start to map the relationships. Now, I like these tools like Lucid or something else that lets you actually draw lines and and do your visual charting because now you can map relationships between partnerships and other organizations. Uh, Maybe you sit outside partnerships in sales ops or IT operations or somewhere else and you find out there's several other people that are dedicated to partnerships and they support in different ways, but they report into other lines. So start to build that map. Um, The other thing is if you do that, you will always know who to talk to when you start to look for help. And you'll know who's been moved where and how it's going. And you'll have something that a lot of other people probably don't have about the partnership org. You can see the depth of it within the organization and maybe help bring other people into that map that are going to make a big difference. And then you're going to map the data. What are they doing with partnership data? Are their accounts really being updated? It's not uncommon for partnerships to not really be using the core CRM or core systems because they're not designed for partnerships out of the box and they haven't had anyone to drive those. So go understand the data. Can you see all of the partner accounts in the core CRM? Do you know what the partner status is within those? Are they active? Have they terminated? Do we have contracts organized somewhere we can get to? Can we do any reporting to understand who's in which program? Do we have any visibility into pipeline? How many partners are in the shoot coming on board? What do our enablement projects look like right now? How are they being tracked? Where are they at? Anything you can think of that might be a data point you want to track, start to find out what's happening with that and find those gaps. Again, writing all this down as you go. Then you want to map the technology. 
uh, right? What, what are the tech stack are they using? Uh, does the tech stack support a larger ecosystem? Do they have a POM? Have they implemented SSO for partners? Is there an LMS that partners are logging into? Do they have access to the customer support model? And when they get in the customer support model or system, is it clear that they're a partner, right? Back to data. Uh, what are they using for contracting? Again, just like every process, the process might have technology supporting it. Find out what they are or they aren't using. Uh, depending on the stage of the organization, you might find that they're really reliant on a couple of tools like email and Slack or some other collaborative tool just to go back and forth with partners in the org, and they're not using all the other core tools as well as they could. Then you also could spend some time finding all the reports. That's pretty straightforward. Find them, look at what they are, bookmark them, and then spend time studying those reports. What data is being asked for? What metrics are being tracked? Are they the right metrics? And how are they building it, right? Are they, are they being filtered properly? Is this something you can get to, or do you need to have help changing these reports? Um, and if not, how do you, what do you need to learn to be able to manage them yourself? Ask about program prioritization. What program matters most? If there's a time when there's going to be too much on the plate, what needs to give? Make sure you are aligned 100% with your partner leader so that you can tell them no when you need to because there's just not enough bandwidth. And there's always going to be times when we have to learn to say no. Set up recurring meetings. That's a great one. That's one of my favorite things to do at a new org. Uh, if you're supporting a specific team, find the program lead, set up a recurring meeting with them. If they've got a team, invite the team and just let them tell you what's going on. This is that recurring session where you get to ask them questions. You keep your notes throughout the week so you're not pinging people all the time asking the same questions over and over or pinging them with little questions here and there. Once a week, you sit down, you get to bring some value in the questions you ask, get them to think critically. Uh, typically do this on a bi-weekly basis when I start in a new org. Um, after about six months, you can maybe fade out to once a month. Your meetings will start to come down to maybe 15 minutes in length because you're in and out. You've got the core stuff identified. And then you just want to maintain that connection so they know you're there. They know how to get support. They know kind of what's on your radar for their programs from a strategy perspective. And then you need to define the process for change. Internally, there's going to be roadblocks. There's going to be things you need to get around to be able to get things done. Okay. What's the software development lifecycle for the systems team? Do they think about system development from a software development standpoint? Are they using waterfall methodologies? How do you submit a request and who's going to build the solution? Is it you? Do you have to have a dev instance of Salesforce for yourself to be able to build solutions and build change sets? Or do you do everything in production and here's how they manage that to make sure things don't break? Go ask those questions. That's going to be visiting with your IT team, your sales ops team, your marketing ops team, your customer success team. Find out as much as you can about change management. This way you can help present ideas to improve it, but you also know how to dictate change from your side. And you then can make appropriate uh, confirmation of deadlines back into the partnership team. You won't be promising things at point A that you just can't deliver because the process takes six weeks. Win, lose, or draw, like it or not, that's what it takes. Pull those things out. Now, those are the ideas that I had uh, kind of off the top of my head as I was thinking through this and writing this out. These are the these are the big ones. A couple of other ideas from the comments. Compensation and KPIs. This is a big one that maybe I even forgot to mention because it's not consistent with my operational work. What is your responsibility for compensation and KPIs? And how does it work for the salespeople? And then how does it work for partnerships? Um, what processes do you have to maintain to help build that visibility? Are you building the reports that drive compensation? That's a big one. What do the finance team need to see? What do approvals need to look like to get those piece? 
if also, another great comment here, and these two come from Katrina Penny. If you are working on building processes and you don't find any, what other processes exist? And that's something you should learn, right? Either way, because as you build process, you're going to intersect with customer process, sales process, marketing process. You're going to learn that by default, but try to make sure you don't forget that you need to learn it and be intentional about what you're doing there. Another great tip that comes from Mary Hand, find out what they've done that didn't work. What did they start and then stopped in the past year, right? What systems have been turned off? What projects failed? What projects are stalling? This gives you the opportunity to figure out what maybe not to recommend. Maybe you've got some success in these areas and you could actually come in and move a stuck project forward because you've worked on that platform or you've seen this issue and you could offer value. But really understanding those recent failures can help you also map a better future. Maybe avoid some pitfalls in meetings. Oh, well, let's do this project. Well, we just did that last year and it didn't work. Oh, I didn't know that, right? Ask those questions. What's not worked well? And then also to the kind of point, what has worked well? You know, this one ran a little longer than I thought, but as you start to talk about these things, uh, I just get excited, right, at the end of the day. And I think there's a lot you can do if you're an existing role or if you're a new hire to really be successful. Uh, I'm going to actually work on some uh, different uh, content around this, maybe some guides and, and write-ups to help field those questions. So stay tuned for that. But for now, thanks for listening and good luck partnering.